Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. Remember, and we will never forget what this season is really all about. We understand that it's about Jesus. But do you really understand what you're saying when you say that? Do you understand that, that it's great that you, are, you ask a child, you've taught them right, what is Christmas all about? Well, it's about the baby Jesus. And we thank God that people remember the manger and remember the nativity scene and, and remember the baby and the cry. But you need to remember the significance of the baby Jesus. It's not just that we remember that God became a man and was born. We remember why it had to happen the way it happened. We remember that it truly means God came down to be with us. Do you understand that he, I've told you many times before, and for the next couple of minutes I'm going to remind you, the greatest way for you to ever know the will of God for mankind is to go back to when it started because God's never going to start something and it not be his will so when you look at the garden of Eden you understand the will of God his will is not that we are created and that we live and not even that we praise him and not only that we exist and not only that we are blessed but his will is that he be among us Are you hearing me? He has always wanted to be among us. The Bible says that when he created man in the Garden of Eden, he placed him in that garden and he came down and walked with man in the cool of the day. In fact, the story in Scripture that talks about the fall of man when he is exposed to the sin that Adam and Eve had committed, the exposure and even the detail of that moment when the curse is placed upon this earth and man has to admit that they know that they're naked. Man has to admit that they have bought into the lie of Satan. Isn't it amazing that it all happened while he was with us? He was here. He came down. How many knows God's all-knowing? Are you with me, church? Stay with me for a few more minutes. God's all-knowing. Do you think it caught God by surprise when he came down that day to walk with man, that it was going to be a different day, and that it was, everything was going to change, and, and it caught him off guard when he realized that, that man was not where he was supposed to be, that man was hiding? God is all-knowing. God, the Bible says, Jesus chose, listen to this, to be the lamb slain. Listen to the words. From the foundation of the world. So when he said, let there be light, whether it makes sense to our finite mind or not, when he said, let there be light, and there was light, and the earth was created, at that precise moment, in fact, even before those words ever came out of of God's mouth to create, Jesus, the word, the word part of the Godhead, said, I will become man and I will die for what they're about to do. We're going to go down there. We're going to walk with them and be with them. They're going to mess up. The rest of eternity, the purpose of my existence 
there on this earth, when I, became, when I become flesh, is to bring back to an understanding of mankind that I want to be with them. For God so loved the world that he gave. Somebody say amen. So everybody say this with me. God desires to be with us. Next week is, I believe, the 20th. Is that right? The 20th, which is the week of Christmas. Is that crazy or what? Next week is Christmas week. So I realize that some of you will be traveling. Some of you will be preparing your home for family to come in and be with you at Christmas. So some of you may not be able to be with us next Sunday. I hope all of you are with us, and I hope that you bring people with you as well. But if you are able to be with us next week, I'm going to do something that I do annually at our church. I've been doing it annually now probably for close to 20 years. I will be preaching a message based on a, a short story that I wrote back in the mid-90s when we're in the hay barn called The War in Bethlehem. Some of you have heard it many times. Some of you have read the short story in booklet form. I'm going to try to have copies to hand out to people as they leave uh, to go home and read and maybe read to your family. It's a very quick read. But it was a revelation that God gave me sitting in that little office of the hay barn that I had never heard anyone preach before in my life. And to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever heard anybody preach it since. Not saying that they haven't. I just haven't heard it. But it is an understanding of Christmas on a level that, that I had never received before in my life. So I'm encouraging you to be back next week. So I'm not going to delve into the things that I talk about when I'm talking about the war in Bethlehem. But I am going to leave you with a couple of nuggets today. Because everything that's happened today, every presentation, every song has led us to one path. God is with us. I want to read to you what that means. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says this. These are prophecies of the Messiah. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Say that with me, Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, the New Testament begins to talk about the prophet Isaiah, what we just read. At the birth of Jesus, the Bible says in verse 18 of chapter 1 of the book of Matthew, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together or had intimate relations, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. In other words, she was a virgin. Do you still believe in the doctrinal statement that Jesus was born of a virgin? The world is trying, the church is buying into and is saying that's impossible. Therefore, they're not teaching it anymore in many churches that Jesus was not born. They're saying they were not born of a virgin because it's impossible. Well, we know it's impossible and that's why it is a sign that it is the Messiah. If he would have been born like anybody else, it would have been hard to believe that that he was the Messiah. But he was prophesied to be born in an impossible way. And I'll delve into that next week to tell you exactly why it had to be that way. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. 
Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, say it again, Emmanuel. And I'm thankful Matthew goes on to say, which is being translated, say it out loud, God with us. So the prophet said, he will be called God with us. Jesus is, the, the Hebrew is, is Yeshua. Some say Yahashua, but it means Savior. So in the natural, he was named Savior. In the spirit realm, he was called God is with us. A Savior who is God among us. No other God. No, there is no other God but Jesus. But no other religion has within the core of its tenets of faith that their God that they serve chose to leave all of their God's supposed God's glory to walk in the same skin as us and to become as one of us except Jesus. That's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man gets to the Father except by me. God is with us. Say it with me. God is with us. Who is with us? Who is our God? Who is Jesus? Isaiah goes on to say in chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with just judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. See, it's one thing for you to understand that God is with us, but it's another for you to understand who is really with us. I'm not talking about a, a, a mythical creature that you see in movies where there's some kind of mythical God sitting upon a giant throne with, a, with something in his hand to spank us and, to, and, and playing chess with our life. No, this God is not playing chess with our life. This God, our God, desired to walk among us, to suffer the same way we suffer, but on another level. To be tempted like as in all manner of man and yet without sin. That's who is among us. Isaiah said he's wonderful. Somebody say he's wonderful. That word wonderful, let's just make it real easy for you. Flip it over. It just means he's full of wonder. We serve a God who never ceases to wonder. If you make us wonder, how did that happen? Oh, I don't understand how he could love somebody like me. You know what you've done. You know what you deserve. But God still says, I'll take you just like you are. He's wonderful. Huh? Oh, even in the midst of bad things going on, when you understand the nature of spiritual warfare and you understand the 
nature of God, you know that God is wonderful in a pandemic. God is wonderful in the middle of war. God is wonderful in the middle of chaos. He's still wonderful when you get a bad diagnosis. He's still wonderful when they shut the plant down. He's still wonderful when your kids are in rebellion. He's still wonderful. Are you hearing me? He's still wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. His wonder is not based on circumstance. His wonder is not based on issues and what is on the news. The news does not get to tell me if God is good. Huh? No human being gets to tell me if God is good. Because my image of God is not based on what they said. It's based on the word of God. And it's just based on who he is. Somebody say he's wonderful. He's a counselor. Isaiah said he's not just wonderful, he's a counselor. What does that mean? That means he's our lawyer. He's our guidance counselor. And I'm going to help some people here. He's our shrink. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you need a good shrink. When you got mental problems, ah, he can come in and transform your mind. When you in trouble, how many of you, you know, you, Lord, I'm going to get in trouble on, on a Christmas celebration. I, I, I'm beginning to think one of the top ways of making income in Birmingham, Alabama is to have a car wreck. I think people are hoping to have a car wreck because I'm talking about you watch the news in the morning. There's two things going on in Birmingham every day that everybody's doing. They either got junk that needs to be moved that you just point at and it disappears. Or they was in a wreck and they need that check. <laughs> Y'all remember that commercial? Standing in front of a car that's total. This was my wreck and this is my check. That was, a, that was a real commercial. Does anybody remember that? I'm not making fun of if you've had, if you had a wreck and you've had to, have, had to have a lawyer to get a settlement. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about every, every time you turn around, it seemed like they're screaming in that TV, call me, Alabama. You need a better lawyer. I ain't got no problem. Alexander Shannara, everybody I've been told is a man of God, a great man of God. I'm not coming against lawyers. I'm just saying, you, th those lawyers can't do for you what this counselor can do for you. Ah, oh, y'all ain't hearing me. He can, he can go talk to the judge when the judge is laying in his bed at night in his own home. Oh, when he's got his security system turned on and he thinks nobody else is in the room, your counselor can come into the judge's chambers and change his mind that's the lawyer you want baby call this is the law if the lord could make a commercial he'd say has the devil told you that you ain't nothing has the devil made you sick has the devil told you that you're gonna lose everything call me world 1-8-8 kingdom 1-8-8 he's still on the throne That's my lawyer.
That's my lawyer. I want somebody to put that on a billboard. Picture of Jesus doing like this. Has the devil told you that you ain't got a destiny? And underneath it, call me world. www.readyourbible.com He's wonderful. He's my counselor. He ain't just my lawyer. He's my guidance counselor. How many of us, when I need advice on making decisions on my life, I got somebody I can go to that can give me good advice. In fact, he's already given it to me. While you're looking for God's will, you already got it. Somebody say he's wonderful. He's a counselor. Oh, and I like this one. Isaiah said, he's a mighty God. Oh, he's wonderful. He's my counselor. And he's a mighty God. He ain't a little G, baby. He's a big G. He's the only G. He's the original G, baby. He is the mighty God. He ain't no puny God. He is the mighty God. And I got news for you too. He ain't no sweet little six and a half pound baby Jesus either. Some of y'all praying to sweet six and a half pound baby Jesus. Y'all pray. Y'all 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 know what I'm talking about. You ain't seen the movie. I don't endorse it, but I have to admit it. I've seen it. He was a baby Jesus. He ain't no baby Jesus now. And I'm going to blow your mind when I say this to you. Because I thank God for the cross. We can't never stop preaching and teaching what Jesus did on the cross. But I'm going to help you a little bit more, even more right now. He ain't on the cross anymore either. Huh? Are you hearing me? Oh, no, no, no. He ain't bleeding no more. He ain't got no thorns stuck in his head. He ain't, ain't nobody. He ain't bleeding out of his chest anymore. He did all that. We thank God he was born as a baby. We thank God he took stripes on his back. We thank God they drove nails in his hands and his feet. But we thank God that on the third day he came back from the dead. And we thank God we got a mighty God who's sitting on a throne right now. Forever in a seat. He's a mighty God. Well, he's a mighty God. Mmm. Somebody say he's wonderful. Say he's my counselor. He's a mighty God. Woo, that's right here gonna help me. Help me, help me, help me go help some people. He ain't just a mighty God, he's an everlasting father. Oh, let me tell you what that means. Let me break it down for you in Jefferson and Blunt County lingo. He ain't no baby daddy. He didn't just make a baby and run. You ain't got to hook up with him in the parking lot at Walmart to try, just trying to beg him to see your kids. Check one, two. Huh? I didn't have you. If you ain't read my book yet, what's wrong with you? Why ain't you read my book yet? But if you read my book, you already know this. I didn't get abandoned and dropped by one daddy. I got dropped and abandoned by two daddies. I had two different daddies that didn't want me. But I got an everlasting father. Woo! That was a father to the fatherless that stepped in. He's been there for me when nobody was there for me. He gave me advice when I needed the advice of a father. He, mm, I ain't got no baby daddy father. I got a father. A father is a source. A father is a provider. A father is a protector. 
He ain't going to run out on you. He's an everlasting father. Oh, I'm thankful. Some people are a somewhat lasting father. They're there for you until you do a certain thing. And then they, they disown you. I'm thankful. Because the truth be known, let's just be real. Some of us done some stuff that if he wasn't an everlasting father, he probably had a right to just go ahead and let you do your own thing. Because you ain't never listened to him. You ain't never, you say, oh Lord, I just want to do your will. And he keeps screaming his will at you and you still ain't done it. But he don't wash his hands of you. He stays with you. You can dog cuss him to his face. I wouldn't encourage it. I wouldn't encourage it. But I'm just telling you, if you, if you did, he'd still love you. Uh-huh. I know people that's told me I shot him the bird. I cussed him out. I said, F you. I said all this stuff to God. And I thought there ain't no way God's ever going to take me back. And one day, praise God, when the Holy Ghost just started moving. And they thought there's no way that God would take me back. All they had to do was just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Take me back. And the everlasting Father said, what are you talking about? I never left you. I never abandoned you. You left me. I'm still here. He'll take you back no matter what you said, no matter what you done, no matter what you shot up, no matter what you drank up, no matter what you snorted up, no matter who you slept with last night, no matter what you did at the club last night. I don't care if you're smoking pot and doing drugs in the parking lot and you still reek with the wacky weed. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, no matter who you are, no matter what you done, God said, come on, I'm still your daddy. Merry Christmas. He's wonderful. <laughs> He's a counselor. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting Father. Woo! That's what you're talking about, Nancy. He's a Prince of Peace. Oh, He'll give you peace when you're drowning, He'll give you peace. When you're in a situation where it seems completely and utterly hopeless. When your mind is going a thousand miles an hour. Racing, how can this ever be fixed? God said to give you peace. That passes all understanding. Only the Prince of Peace can give peace. And I'm not talking about peace that, that it worked out. It, it, when it works out, we all got peace. I'm talking about peace before it works out. I'm talking about peace when it looks like it didn't even work out. Meaning what you called peace, what you called the thing you needed to happen didn't happen. God said what you don't even realize is my peace can sustain you through what you thought it needed to be until you're able to see what it really needs to be. Oh, some of y'all get that later. Because how many knows our answer is not always his answer? I literally preached a funeral two days ago. One of the mightiest women of God I've ever known in my life. Right here on this platform, her body laid right there in front of me. Sister Regina Scott. Proceeded in death not long ago, just, what, about a little over a year? It's 
just a little over a year, year and a half. Her husband, a man and woman of God who changed lives all over the world, wrote more books than any human being I've ever known in my life to personally write. Books have been read all over the world, still being read. The impact that this woman and this man had is, is, is unmeasurable. But when you looked into the faces of the people that knew her in this place, you saw sadness. You saw loss. You saw the hurt that they're not going to get to see them in the natural anymore. But you also saw in every section of this house, peace. Peace because they had been impacted by this life who had led them to put their trust in the Lord. And they knew you could, the anointing was so strong in this place. There was such a peace in this place. And that's, that's when I always know as a pastor, this is what you meant, God. Peace that passes all understanding. Peace that doesn't make sense. Peace in times where there should be none. And people look at you and go, how, how are you holding it together? And you have to just say, but God. But God. Oh, I know I, I, I don't know either. I don't know either. But God. He gave me a peace. I can't explain it. Because he's the prince of peace. But he's not only the prince of peace. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Church, he's wonderful. He's my counselor. He's my go-between. When the devil tries to accuse me and bring up my past, he's my lawyer that stands between the devil and the father and says, Oh, I heard what he said, and the truth is he did it. But father, look at the altar. The blood is still fresh. I died for my son, and he asked me to forgive him. Father, his name is in this book. So you and I both know, no matter what that stupid devil says, that's not who he is anymore. He's my son. He thumped the devil upside his head. He is an everlasting father, a mighty God. Prince of Peace. Church, he is the ultimate Christmas gift to the world. It's a cliche and it's a funny little thing. Oh, that's the gift. If you've, if you've seen the movie, that he's, it's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. But no, that's just funny. There's only one gift that keeps on giving. The gift is revealed in the most famous verse in the history of humanity in the history of the Bible. We can all quote it together. When I start it, join in. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting means continual, keeps on giving. It is the gift that when you receive this gift in your life, he becomes all these things, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, and so much more in this life and in the life to come.
Have you accepted this gift? Have you asked Jesus to come into your heart? Because that's the way you get it. You don't just get it because you exist. He died to give us the path to the Father. And that path to the Father, to that gift, is Him. So you can't just believe in a concept of God. You can't find one of multiple paths to God, which is what the world's trying to tell you. All religions are on the same path, just a different way of saying it, getting us to the ultimate path, which is the universe or God. No, 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 no. The reason the world will allow all other religions to speak freely, as freely as they want to, but accept Christianity, whether you like it or not, God's a jealous God. Christianity is the only religion that the leader of that religion, the God of that religion, if you want to call it religion, excludes all other religions. And says, I love them just like I love you. I don't love you anymore as a believer than I love them. I love all people the same. But here's the reality. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father. Let me break it down for you. You know where the Father is? Heaven. No one gets to heaven unless they come through me. So if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, watching online or in person, now's the moment. Maybe you have, and you came here today to see your grandkids or your niece or your nephew, not even expecting that the Holy Spirit would arrest your heart like he has right now, taking you back to when you were a child, taking you back to a time when you had a relationship with God. And you hear the Holy Spirit pulling you saying, I've got to go back. I've got to give. I've got if that's you, would you do something so amazing on this Christmas celebration? Would you stand and just come down? You can spread out. But if that's you and you want to give your life to Christ or rededicate your life to God, I believe if one person would come, I believe some others are just waiting to not be the only one. Who's going to be that bold one that opens the doors for that great gift to be given in this house? Who is it? Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Who else is it going to be? Who else is it going to be? Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Who else needs to get some things right with God right now? Who wants to go into this Christmas season with a heart of peace, a heart of peace and not chaos. Is there anybody else before we pray? Anybody else? I believe there is. I feel the Holy Spirit holding me for just a few more seconds. I believe God's dealing with some people. Come on. Your kids need you to get this right. Your family, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Your loved ones need you to get this right. <laughs> need to see Jesus in you. Peace is still coming. Hallelujah. It's still coming. He's a mighty God. Is anybody else? Praise the Lord. Church, would you stretch your hands towards these men and women? Only God knows the situation that they're facing. But He knows, church. He knows everything. So don't hide it. 
just give it to him. Just surrender right now the past, the present, and the future. Turn it over right now. Church, church, would you pray this prayer with me? And those that are up here, you pray this prayer and you mean it. We're going to pray out loud and we're going to pray this prayer in the midst of the anointing right now. And I believe God is about to change some lives for all eternity. Say this with me now. Father, thank you for sending Jesus as a gift to me. Jesus, thank you for choosing me. Choosing to suffer and die for me. So today... I acknowledge that gift of your life for me. And I also confess my sins, my past, and my decisions, my choices to you. And I ask you, Lord, Jesus, to forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. From this day forward, I commit my life to serve you and you alone. You are my Father. You are a mighty God. You are my counselor. You are my friend. You are my Lord and Savior. And I am your child. And I am forgiven. In Jesus' name. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Men of God, just touch them on their backs and just speak in the name of Jesus in agreement. Just speak in agreement. We're just touching in agreement. Just touch them on their back. Ladies, ladies, I need some ladies. Just touch their back and just say in agreement, in agreement. We're in agreement in the name of Jesus. Just bless them, touch them on their back so that they'll feel the, their brothers and sisters touching in agreement with them right now. Touching in agreement with them right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm. God is with us. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 So we love you, Lord. Can we just worship him right now for what's happening in these altars today? Hallelujah. These that come up, look at me. If you came up to pray, I want you to look at me. I'm 52 years old. About to be 53. Other than about five years of my life, I've been in church the rest of that part of my life. I have been to the altars of more churches than I could even count. I have rededicated my life so many times to God. I have been open and honest with God 
because of mistakes that I have made. I've pastored this church for 26 years, but I've still had to go back to the altar just like you today, even while I was a pastor. But you know what I love about my father? He's everlasting. Never one time, if I just found the faith to walk up here, never one time did I ever hear, feel whatsoever from my God looking at me and whispering in my ear, oh, you again? How many times is this going to take? Not one time have I ever felt God in any way make me feel that way. Every single time, even if it was every Sunday that I ran to God, every single time I felt God love me the same way. Say to me, I feel the same way about you always have. Nothing has changed with my plans I have for you. Just turn around and walk back out knowing you're forgiven. Walk out of this place today knowing the call is still in place. The anointing is still there. Nothing has disqualified you because you came through repentance. There's only one thing you can ever give God, and that's you. So how awesome it is on the day that we celebrate his gift. You turned right around and gave him the gift that brings the most joy to him that he could ever receive. Your surrender and your heart. Can we give God the praise all over this house? So I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. I'm blessed and honored to be your pastor. And I'm proud of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. You can worship your way back to your seat. I want one thing I got to tell you before we go. First of all, has this been an amazing day? Can we just give the Lord a praise for everything today? One more time for this amazing praise team. All of our children's classes, Nancy, the kids, the students, everybody. You were so amazing.